0: Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pam.sedai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. But now
1: I am the hurt me but boy how it burns me <laughs>
2: Hello and welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val and you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm here in San Francisco, here in the Mission District of my hometown here. Uh, You know, people are waiting for Indian summer and... uh, you know it's coming it's kind of rolling through um, but of course we've got our luscious San Francisco fog that rolls around uh, here and there and comes in overnight and uh, caresses us all around you're listening to Women's Magazine and of course one of the focuses focuses the foci of this show is poetry um, and uh, we've I've done a a few women's poetry showcases here um, on women's magazine and as part of KPFA 94.1 FM over there in Berkeley Pacifica radio. And uh, I'm, I think we're going to be building up to uh, doing another one. And I'm really excited today to welcome uh, my guest, a poet, um, an author, and uh, an educator, Ingrid Keir. Ingrid Keir, welcome to women's magazine. Thank
3: you, Val, global Val for having me.
2: Absolutely. It was nice when you gave a call in a couple weeks ago because you had a show over in the East Bay um, in Oakland. I did, yeah. How did that go?
3: It was great. It was really great. Yeah, it was over at Nomadic Press. They have a beautiful space in Fruitvale. Um, Every Friday night they do a poetry program there that's amazing. I highly recommend it.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm always so pleased... To know about all the amazing poetic events around the Bay Area, because there's so many active poets here. But you yourself, uh, a little background, um, you yourself are a curator of poetry. Tell us about the Word Party.
3: Well, the Word Party um, has been a long running. I think we've been doing it off and on for about the last 10 years, uh, 11 years maybe, (laughs) in San Francisco and it started in New York. Um, And it is, uh, I have a co-host Jennifer Barone and I um, host a night where you can come and read your poetry accompanied by live jazz. So it is um, very welcoming and very fun and very kind of innovative and off the cuff very much in in the realm of the beat era um and it's very popular so we've be, we've taken a hiatus and we are about to start that back up at Piano Fight on the 3rd of October
2: which is very exciting uh, we are excited
1: <laughs> <laughs> about that
2: that's a jazz poetry heritage that we have here in uh well on both coasts but certainly um from right here in the San Francisco Bay Area and you're from the Bay Area
3: I am I am I was uh raised in the town of San Bruno <laughs> and, uh, and then I moved to New York in my twenties and I spent, uh, about a decade there off and on. So, yeah. And then I moved back here, um, in Oh five. And I've been here ever since.
2: Very cool. And I want to give a, we're, we're talking to Ingrid Kerr today because she's, um, she's just published a beautiful new collection of poetry called the choreography of nests. Um, that is literally released, uh,
3: today. Um, and (laughs) I just picked it up from the printer about an hour ago. So it's literally hot off the press. (laughs) It
2: it is, it is a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, would you like to read a poem from it? And then, and then we'll get back into the discussion. Since we're talking about poetry, let's, let's have a little poetry.
3: Yeah. Um, let's see here. This poem, uh, a lot of the poems are written in letter format or epistolary um, format. So this poem is titled, Dear Journal, but it starts with an epigraph by a poet who I loved and admired who recently left us named Justin Chin. And it starts out, my memories are stained with the familiar. They are not perfumed with silence. And that's from his poem, Imagining America. Dear Journal kernel of remembrance, list of desires, chatter of a crowded mind, move cobwebs aside, push past the critics, excavate details, fruit flies in an empty kitchen, the house hushed without a toddler. I miss her high-pitched squeal as she squishes my face and hollers, Tickle, 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 while tickling my neck the bowl of memory she splays herself on the dirty kitchen floor and yells mama look i an octopus i arrive here in the morning to scribble to note the calamity of crows in the adjacent yard i serve mor- morsels of language recite the swirls of black ink records of recollection
2: beautiful poetry ingrid Kier. um <laughs> I feel like I was kind of sitting there with you in your kitchen uh, <laughs> with with those moments. Um, you know, you really. I found that you know with your poetry, you're very you're very honest. You're very, you know, kind of forthcoming um, with the, with the truth. Um, and that's such a beautiful book there. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about the design of it and um, the process of it. And in, in a couple of minutes, but I kind of want to jump back here because, um, I want I want us to go back to the beginning. Sure. How did you discover that you were a poet?
3: Oh, um, how did I discover? Well, I started reading poetry as a child. I was fascinated with Shel Silverstein in particular. And, um, I think I wrote my first love poem to a boy in third grade and I passed it to him in class and the note was intercepted and I was extremely embarrassed (laughs) by the teacher at the time. So, um, and then I wrote some really bad poetry, uh, throughout, you know, junior high and high school (laughs) off and on, but I'd say I really kind of, um, started to identify as a poet in my, in my early twenties and, um, and eventually, um, decided to go forth with trying to find a degree and study it really seriously.
2: And you, and you have you've you have your MFA. You've got um, and, well, you got your BA and your MFA from San Francisco State. Um, yeah, what 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 made you pursue that uh, as you know academically speaking?
3: I think I wanted to meet different types of people, you know, being involved in the poetry community in the Bay Area. There are, it's a pretty tight-knit community, Um, and I was looking for some mentorship and some alternative modes to performance poetry, um, which is primarily what I've been involved with, and I was really looking for a little bit more than just taking a workshop and getting five minutes of feedback, and so I wanted something yeah, I wanted more. (laughs) So, so yeah, so I decided to, um, to apply for the degree and, or apply for the program. And, um, and I got in, but I've never, um, I've always tried to kind of tie in whatever was happening in the community along with whatever is happening in academia, if that makes any sense. Um, I taught at SF state, um, I taught freshmen, uh, creative writers. I had a class of about a hundred which was a big class, and I always tried to bring in writers that I knew from the community to come and and give a real sense of what it is really to be a writer in the world. Um, and oftentimes, the best poetry that I've heard are from people who are unknown. You know, they're not they're not really um, exposed in the way that you know, you see them at, at Borders, or Borders doesn't exist anywhere, but you don't see them <laughs> at, um, you know, at the bookstore. So, um, so yeah, I just, I really wanted more, more,
2: more. <laughs> I like that. This is women's magazine and you deserve it all, Ingrid. <laughs> happy friday to you um and really congratulations because this is a really beautiful beautiful book um the cover is well let's talk about the design
3: sure um so this book has definitely been a labor of love um i There is a particular artist who I've fallen in love with her work. She's a local artist and a friend, and her name is Kelly Ording. Um, She's a master muralist, so she does have some murals that are on Valencia Street, as well as I think she has some stuff that she did in Clarion Alley as a collaboration with her husband, who is Jet Martinez. Um, And so I asked Kelly if I could use... uh, She does drawing as well as collage as well as murals. And um, I asked her if I could use... Um, some of her work in a book of poems that I wanted to put out, and she ended up drawing me some special feathers just for this project. So um, the cover has been designed by um, uh, my. Wonderful co-host and best friend in the whole world, <laughs> and amazing um, poet Jennifer Barone, and she also designed the inside of it. So I wanted something that was sort of an, you know, it felt like it was new, but it also felt like it was um, antique. And um, I've been always obsessed with gold leaf and gold foil. So the cover is, you know, I wanted something that sort of felt like it was it was precious in a way, and it was an art book along with really good poetry inside of it so the outside is um, yeah it's foil stamped and it's it's very shiny and beautiful <laughs> it is and it,
2: it does have that good feel to it you know I appre- I, I appreciate holding a good book you know and um, so a very um, thoughtful uh, process it sounds like going into this it really it really is lovely um, and it's got this, so it's got this feather that's standing vertically in the middle of it, and it's framed um, by this gold on this very dark, almost black background. It is black, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's lovely, and it's called the Choreography of Nests. Is that um, a title of one of the poems in it, or uh, tell us about how that <laughs> how that come about?
3: Well, there's actually a poem that's called Potential Book po- Titles that's in here, but um, <laughs> you know the. I have an obsession with crows and it's been kind of rampant throughout the last three years of my life. Um, There's a lot of them that are in my hometown. But honestly, it's, the book is about trying to figure out how to navigate the world after loss and how to navigate one's nest and how to kind of recreate a new nest, um, after loss. So it is a choreography, you know, I have two different households now, um, when we used to have one and it's trying to figure out how to make those kind of come and go somewhat gracefully. Although honestly, sometimes I fail, (laughs) you know, it's the truth. So, um. So, yeah, you know it's sort of trying to um, make light of you know excruciating loss,
1: yeah,
3: wow. make art out of that, you know um, and move onward and redefine oneself and one's nest and and kind of life <laughs>
2: that's and that's such an important notion, that notion of home and trying to make that make it all something that is that is beautiful even when it's hard hard earned Mm -hmm. um it makes me really think of what's going on in the world today with so many people displaced and uh shut out and um god if we could only all uh make this art available um I think we could heal the world in many many ways
3: yeah well I think artists have the uncanny ability to take things that are really difficult and Transform them into something that's art, you know, and that is meaningful, and you know, yeah, I find myself weeping all the time when I see something that's really moving, and um you know it's my humble attempt <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, I mean it is we're just uh you know tuning in, so to speak and and uh. If, if you're tuned in right now, or you're listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. We're talking to poet Ingrid Kier, who has her and her about her new book of poetry, "The Choreography of Nests." Um, would you like to read a, another excerpt?
3: Sure. Let's see here. Well, why don't I read that book? Uh, that title, uh, potential book titles.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. You 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 write list poems yes. sometimes, and I'm always. Thoroughly entertained by them, you—you you actually inspired me. I've never—I had never written a list poem before. I I, I I have attempted to write one. I don't have it with me, and I have not actually uh, cleared it for for takeoff yet. But um, you're an inspiration, so please,
1: <laughs> please read list this. Your poetry poem. is
3: the funnest thing to write. <laughs> I encourage everyone. So is found poetry. You know, anything can be a list poem. Potential book titles: Cowards Are Us. You don't deserve context, ethical slut, cryptic messages, radical honesty, release the Kraken, the divorce diet, getting to apathy, phantom limb, impulse control, love's shadow, advice for the weary, 24 moons, epistolary convoys, enough. The choreography of need, the choreography of crows, impermanence, crow's nest, the art of longing, letters I can never send you.
2: Letters I can never send you. It's, it's, we're really touching on the romantic aspect of poetry right now today here on Women's Magazine. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it <laughs> quite strongly today. Um, so I, I hope that, uh, um, yeah, we want to hear some more of uh, from this book. But let's talk because you're going to have um, two, I'm sure, very cool uh, shindigs, book release parties coming up. Um, where are they going to be?
3: Yeah. So the first release the um, is tomorrow at 5 p.m. at Octopus Literary Salon, which is in Oakland. Um, I think the address is 2101 Webster Street, and the closest part is at 19th. Um, So we'll have a program there of myself reading along with Jennifer Barone, who's the creative director of the book and the designer, as well as some fabulous poetry by local poet, um, very accomplished poet, actually, Richard Loringer. And then I have managed to convince um, a friend and a poet of mine and also a co-teacher to come out of retirement and uh, perform some songs tomorrow night at the reading as well. And I'm excited to hear her sing and her name is lisa alden so we'll be um at octopus tomorrow at five and then on the 16th of september friday the 16th at seven o'clock um i'll be doing a bigger release at alley cat books on 24th street in the neighborhood
2: very cool that's just right right down the block (laughs) from us here at mutiny radio we're here at 21st in florida um do you want to read a little bit more from, sure. from your book? And uh, I know you had a couple other things you wanted to. Uh, Let's see here. We can expand upon anything we want here. This, this is free speech radio coming to you from San Francisco.
3: There is pain enough to nourish us everywhere. It is joy that is scarce. Erica Young from her poem Testament, or homage to Walt Whitman. Dear Erica Young, you have kissed the lips of cherries and paraded in Neruda's leaves. Tell me what to do with such darkness. I scribble on stark sheets (laughs) sip black tea with honey and milk, fly to foreign lands, but sorrow is a boulder in my carry on. It cannot be forever that this weight anchors me to the bottom of the ocean. Eros is burnt, The seven-year itch mythology realized. I have descended into the ninth circle of Dante's Inferno. My name tattooed on his flesh, an ancient chant. Betrayal sticks to skin. Grit creates pearls. No paper can contain me. A loose-lipped leopard pacing just outside the fence. Fearless poet of flight, please answer my feeble request for counsel. Let's see here. Wow. That's, another
2: one. You know, it it reminds me that that one a little bit because it was so it kind of touch, touching upon um, so a little bit of mythology in there, um, but also that kind of call. And mm-hmm. I, I, re, I recall um, a couple of years back now actually now it was quite a few years back um, when we had the free university of San Francisco oh, and yeah. it was at Veracocha oh, yeah. and uh, former poet laureate, I guess. Yeah. Well, former in her term, but poet laureate for life, Diane De Prima um, gave a came and gave a lecture in Veracocha and she was talking about invoking and evoking mm-hmm. and you know, the invoking coming, you know, from, whatever is within us but that also that evocative like reaching out into this to the sphere of everything and like having uh finding some sort of connection there
3: yeah well we all are kind of magnets towards certain kinds of energy i think in a way so yeah but i also think that there are certain um poets and um writers who all become sort of a collage of your whatever you've read or you know it all kind of comes into your poetry whether you realize it or not but she has a beautiful book of poems that I um that I was thinking about when I read read when I wrote that poem um and you know she's kind of a badass honestly <laughs> so i would like some of that badassery <laughs> to come my way i think i think
2: you've got it um <laughs> You uh, yes I'm gonna, I'm gonna I will I will testify to, to that Ingrid Kier um, co-founder and hostess of The Word Party which is coming back Monday October 3rd at Piano Fight here in San Francisco in the Tenderloin um, but talking about her book today The Choreography of Nests um, and it's uh, the parties to release the book like like a bird from a cage <laughs> um, <laughs> like a b-
3: feather in the air <laughs>
2: that's right that's right we are just flo- floating on here uh, you're listening to women's magazine i'm global val here at mutinyradio.fm and we'll be back in just a couple minutes to uh talk a little bit more with ingrid keir thanks for tuning in Listening to Women's Magazine with Global Val here on Mutiny Radio.fm. That was a little music from the Terry Disney trio. They play at the Burritt Room here in San Francisco on Wednesdays, last I checked. Um, and we are speaking today with poet Ingrid Kier about her newest book of poems the choreography of nests a beautifully designed uh, cover that I think achieves what you were going for that kind of antique feel but 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 uh, you know though with all the new poetry in it and um, something good to hold on to you know I, I, I myself am a, I'm a fan of holding a book um, even though it's great and convenient to read things that you don't have to carry around with you I think there's a place for everything in the literary world and um, this book the choreography of Nests is a new collection of prose epistolary poetry um Ingrid would you explain to our listeners in case they don't recall um what we mean by that
3: yeah sure um so prose poetry I, it can be defined in many different ways. But um, this is my definition. Um, it looks like prose, meaning written language on the page. Um, and it's devoid of purposeful line breaks, like you would find in free verse or in formal poetry. But it uses many of the same poetic devices, such as you know, symbolism or metaphor, repetition, and rhyme. Um, and epistolary prose poetry um, is basically very plainly put poems written as letters um and so um you know about half the book not all of it is is written in this manner but about half of it is and um the reason why is because I love letters um I have always loved letters I love to write and read letters much like you feel well about um things that are tangible I am I hate any kind of e-reader or any, I really am like an analog girl. I love vinyl. I love books. I love letters. Um, I'm not, you know, anti-technology, but I just, uh, those are the things that sing to my soul. They feel precious. I can hold them in my hand. So, um, you know, I have been writing poetry, For a while, there were a few of our word party poets that we were all writing letters to one another that were poems. and someday I would like to do an art show of all of that poetry that was going around from, you know, you would open your mailbox and instead of a bill, you got an actual letter.
2: <laughs> wow. That's um, nice. Let's start, let's do, start it up again. <laughs> it Send a good poem. To me. I mean, it's Send like a, a t- poem in
3: the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, right now I do have people writing to me. A lot of them I don't know um, because I signed up for the Rumpus's wonderful letters in the mail and every month you get a letter in the mail from a writer and some of them. I've written back to, and now we're, we've we've got a correspondence going on. But really beautiful, wonderful way to engage with someone that's not just an email, because oftentimes those are so tactical about trying to get things done. Um, but you know, long perusing thoughts are—it's just a different—it's a dying art form. So, so epist- epistolary prose poetry is—you know—my foray into writing prose poems as letters. Um, and um, yeah. How about I read a couple of other poems here?
2: That'd be great. Yeah, I've got the book in my hand too. If you.
3: Um, so one of the, one of the things I actually just wrote to them today, and they wrote me back. But um, if anyone is familiar with the Dear Sugar column from that is that was uh, Cheryl Strait and Steve Almond on uh, the Rumpus. They, she put out a whole entire collection called Tiny Beautiful Things that's people who have written in to her and she's responded. Um, and so that book was really, it's really helpful and really quite beautiful. Um, and so this poem is sort of one of my responses from that. I want to know what you have inside you, I want to see the contours of your second beating heart. So write, not like a girl, not like a boy, write like a motherfucker. (laughs) And that's Sugar from her book, Tiny Beautiful Things. Dear you, there are different stages to getting over you. The rage rage against the dying of the light Dylan Thomas stage. The try quickly to replace you with another partner stage. The go out and shag whoever you like stage. A nice distraction but overall takes more energy than I have time. The oh I think I'm over it but just saw a ghost I thought was your girlfriend not over it stage. Set back to crying on the sidewalk stage. The half. Marathon running stage where I conquer both my body and mind. The I'm feeling good, but then you come over and give me that sad eyed look stage. The crying in the car stage, which stopped for a while but comes and goes as it pleases, it pleases, similar to a feline. The social media overload stage where being connected digitally to the sad is a sad antidote to loneliness. The staring fear in the face stage, where moving onward is not my choice, but I must go. The unfriending stage, where you want in, but I refuse. The cougar stage, where young men are entertaining and varied. The dump everyone stage, where I realize being with myself is better company. The only have time for friends stage, the nonsensical dream stage where I think you'll come back. The focus on the bright light of your daughter stage, which is not really a stage but a fierce dedication. The bam, out of nowhere stage where I'm hit with an unexpected wave of misery and how our love went off the rails. The right, right, right like a motherfucker stage where I realize a U-turn can provide perspective the morning you stage how to function without the limb on which I used to lean Mm. wow I can see
2: now why phantom limb was part of the list of potential book titles that you read from your poem earlier (laughs) (laughs) I like that though (laughs) pardon me um Yeah. I mean, this is such a, this is such a theme, I think for, for women, um, you know, just being, being able to just be at peace and, and love being by oneself. Mm. Um, and, but also needing that connection to whoever it may be. Um, but some sort of connection and hopefully these healthy connections and where we see friendships come in and, and family that we may not have uh, been so close to before and, um, kind of that nest imagery of kind of rebuilding or building something from the ground up?
3: Yeah, I mean, I would say for me personally, the friends that sort of held the circle and held me up and filled all those nights um, and days and weekends and vacations and everything else with their wonderfulness became my family. And there was a real redefining my nest. And what that includes, you know, you can have your blood family, but so many times you connect even more deeply with your friends and these women that I know that are amazing. They're all doing these amazing, amazing things. Um, I just feel very grateful to have them in my life and, um, in my nest, (laughs) so to speak.
2: That's right. Well, welcome home, Ingrid.
3: (laughs) Um, here, let me read one more. This one's called strength. It comes from the squeeze pour a cup of green tea no response is a response get dressed when you want to burrow cross the street towards the blooms of a magnolia do not look back show up for your students be honest notice the student in the back of the packed lecture hall who you are pretty sure is homeless the one who never removes his reflective Ray-Bans do not lower your standards we have a story to tell Hold space, resurrect the deflated, when all is said and divorced, slips of white paper notarized and FedExed. Strength is the audacity to look at his face with kindness. Strength is soul, it comes from chaos, the lineage of women who have done it alone. Ingrid, Keir, it's been
2: such a pleasure to have you in here on Women's Magazine today.
3: Thank you so much, Val. Thank you very much for inviting me. And um, uh, I'm very honored. I'm very honored to be here. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Well, we'll just kind of keep rolling with it. You're welcome here anytime, anytime uh, here at Mutiny Radio and certainly on Women's Magazine. Um, And so I want to remind people again Uh, You can go and catch, uh, you can uh, pick up one of these beautiful, beautiful books, The Choreography of Nests by Ingrid Keir um, at... One of her two release parties, the first one being tomorrow, Saturday, September 10th at 5 p.m. That's in Oakland at the Octopus Literary Salon at 2101 Webster Street. And then uh, right here, just a few blocks away from Mutiny Radio, it's going to be at Alley Cat Books on Friday, September 16th at 7 p.m. That's over here on 24th Street. And uh, let's let people know how they can get a copy of this book if they can't make it to the parties.
3: Yeah, they can um, go to my website, which is ingridkeer.com. Um, And they could also take a look at uh, featherpress.org, which is the publisher, which is myself and Jennifer Barone. Um, We're the dynamic duo behind the book. So either of those places also.
2: You are a dynamic duo, and uh, it's always a pleasure to be in your company. And I look forward to the next word party, Monday, October 3rd, Piano Fight, 7 to 9 p.m. Yes. And any other, well, do we have any other details for people to know other than it's going to be jazz poetry? Uh, Come and sign up.
3: Yeah, you probably want to show up early because um, it usually the list fills up really quickly. Um, And yeah, come at three minutes, poetry only. We don't do singer songwriters. um, So come and bring a poem that's under three minutes.
2: Very cool. Very cool. Ingrid Keir, such a pleasure. And uh go and check out this book. Um, if you're listening and you're uh, tuning into some of these uh, universal themes or that uh, Ingrid has been writing about, um, it is a lovely book. It's three full it's three parts um, <laughs> and I'm just reading some of the, some of the titles here that are uh, moving and also kind of funny. Um, so pick up a copy yourself. It's lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank and uh, I'm so pleased to host you here on Women's Magazine with Global Val here at Mutiny FM, And uh, maybe we'll be putting together another po- women's poetry showcase for KPFA 94.1 Pacifica Radio. Uh, I'm Global Val. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like I'm going to write a book and get over this huge, tragic period of my life in an artistic way and in a powerful way, like Ingrid Pierre did. Um, just remember that inspiration is contagious so peace and thank you